Lord, help us grow in accordance with your word. Amen. A thoughtful theologian and lay minister, Verna Dozier, called the Bible a book of mighty questions. And today's readings pose some mighty questions. Questions that speak to us about what it is to be human, to know disappointment and fear. Questions of justice that invite us out of judgment and legalism and into relationship. Questions that demand a self-examination. Questions that beckon us to worship. The book of Job is not an autobiography. It is not a book of history. It is considered a book of wisdom and it tells a story that likely never happened but always does. Job, a man from Uz, is questioning how he fits into the sacred story, the story of the people of God. He and his friends question the reason for suffering and even perceive it as a punishment from God. Job is asking the same questions we all ask. Who are you, God? And who am I in relationship with you? God answers Job with some mighty questions. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Who determined its measurements? Who has the wisdom to number the clouds? God reminds Job to recall creation. A creation designed with purpose and plan that all of creation would be in full relationship with God. In the Gospel of Mark, like father, like son, Jesus answers James and John, are you able to drink from this cup or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? Henry Nouwen speaks of drinking the cup of life as full celebration of being human. So perhaps when Jesus asks the question, can you drink from this cup? He is asking, are you willing to live your life in full relationship with God? If I were in the children's atrium reflecting upon these questions, to drink of the same cup, to have the same baptism, I would invite the children to ponder the reason Jesus might ask these questions and if they speak of how close Jesus wants us to be. As they so often do, the children might draw inspiration from one of Jesus' parables, like the true vine, whereas a seven-year-old once said, Jesus makes his home in us and wants us to make our home in him. Or they might reflect, as did St. Cyprian, on the mingling of water and wine in the chalice, where we are so close that we cannot be separated. I received a note recently from a friend, and she recalled a recent Sunday morning with a young four-year-old boy we'll call Vincent. Vincent showed up to Atrium with what was described as big feelings and even bigger needs. 
My friend noticed there was almost a feeling of desperation in his determination to find a rule to break. After intervening on several occasions, she crouched down to be at his level and eye to eye. She said an intuition or perhaps the Holy Spirit guided her to say, you know, Vincent, in the atrium there is no naughty. What I mean is that it's not possible to be naughty. Not, naughty doesn't exist here, no matter what. Vincent looked confused and even a little suspicious as she continued, In the atrium there is no good boy or bad boy. There's just Vincent. In the atrium, Vincent, all we have is forgetting, reminding, and remembering. At that, young Vincent burst out crying and said, But I'm a bad boy. And my friend answered him, No, Vincent, you are good. Jesus is looking at you right now with so much love and so much joy because of how good you are. Do you know how I know this? Because he's also looking at me in the same way. His eyes grew big and he did some of those big sign sobs that children do as they are ending a big cry and then went back into the atrium and was fine. Just like Job, just like Vincent, we all need to hear the sacred stories that remind us that we will never be separated from God's love. This is our story to tell. As long as there continues to be a people, the story of wonder and compassion and grace and hope amidst suffering continues. When your children ask you in time to come, what is the meaning of the decrees and the statues and the ordinances which the Lord our God has commanded you? It is important for us to tell them that our story is sacred. God is with us. God was with the people then and God is with us today. Somewhat like the Velveteen Rabbit, sharing ourselves, telling our stories is what makes us real. We become a people as we tell our children of our experience with God. We become fully human. We are made to share our stories and we are made for trying times. There is no promise that life is easy, that cancer will not try to make its home in you, or that loved ones will not die. There is a promise that God will never leave you. Tell your stories. Tell of the deeds that God has done when you were lonely and fearful and God gave you comfort. When pandemic came to live among you, and friends prayed and sent funny notes, and you learned how to Zoom, sort of, <laughs> and God loved you through your darkest hour. Have an open door for questions, and do not feel that you must have the answers. Open scripture. Be like Job. Bring your suffering before God. Tell of your amazement at the beauty that surrounds you, 
marvel at the marvelous. Keep ritual, celebrate at God's table. God promises, I will write my laws on their hearts and minds. I will be their God and they will be my people. Our children face challenge. It is a human condition. Let them know of the hope that is in you. Let them strengthen your hope. If we hear anything in the story about a man from us who suffered, let us hear that God's desire for justice lives in us. The desire to be in relationship with our Creator lives in us. Job, like young Vincent, forgot, was reminded, and remembered who he was as beloved creature of God. God's history has a plan, a time of creation, a time of redemption, and a time for fullness of life in God. God's story is a message of hope, not of condemnation. Jesus is our example of this hope and what it means to live in fullness of life and to be fully human. Not only human, as the adult who spoke about the kingdom of God healed broken hearts and broken bodies, died on a cross and rose to restore us to life, but human, carried by Mary, and from the moment of his birth, an infant who was completely vulnerable to his environment, dependent upon the care of those around him, a child who played with his friends, who perhaps learned carpentry skills from Joseph and listened to Mary's songs of praise, a child who heard the stories of his faith community, a child who may have driven someone a bit mad on an ongoing request for those sacred stories to be repeated again and again. And Jesus was a child who was told he was a part of God's plan. Jesus was an adolescent who heard the scriptures read in the temple and spoke to the rabbis about what he heard. Each Sunday, I have the distinct privilege of listening to God with children. And I can assure you that through them, I am reminded of the things that God has done. They invite me to sense the awe and wonder that God is calling Job to remember. We are not to wait for our children to grow up to be full members of this community. The time is now to listen together, to ask questions together, to celebrate the mystery of life together and to serve God together. Until we see the child as fully human, our service will be incomplete and perhaps even harmful. We must see them for who they are, beloved children who are part of God's plan. Can we look upon the children in our communities and remember that in them we are looking at God's hope? 
What good purpose is God intending for their life? How might we meet their needs and nurture their capacities? Forgetting, reminding, and remembering. Let's imagine for a moment a child, maybe like Vincent, reaching out a hand to remind us to remember God's love cannot be measured and is never withheld. Amen.